Hello and welcome to the Brick Cave Podcast. My name is Bob Nelson, and as always, joining me as my co-host is the lucky winner this week of the most recent Penny Marshall Lookalike Contest, Jen <laughs> Windrow. Hey, right. Jen. <laughs> I'm going to say that's really wrong on that <laughs> <one>. <laughs> <laughs> So um, we actually do have a guest this week with us. Uh, you may know him if you are a Brick Cave aficionado. Uh, please join me in welcoming Mr. Jonathan Skinner. Oh, thank you, Bob. Nice it, to be here. So for those of you that are really steeped in Brick Cave lore, uh, you will know that Johnny was the uh, sort of maestro behind uh, some of our early podcast efforts. He was coordinating four shows at one time. Yeah, four shows. Yeah, and they were really fun shows, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, but nowadays he's actually got a different role with Brick Cave. He is running the Brick Cave Film Festival, and we're going to get with him and talk to him about that a little bit here. But right now I just need to tell you that we are in the University of Phoenix podcast studio, located in the Mesa Chamber of Commerce, right here in beautiful downtown Mesa. So we do have a few things that we're going to talk about tonight, but um, Jen, I'm going to check in with you first. How are you doing? Good. What's Good. up? My kids are home for the summer, so that's nice. <laughs> I'd like them to go. <laughs> School could start. I'm done. I'm I'm done being mom for the summer. So very good. So they just kind of fend for themselves. Then is that what it is? Yeah, they're old enough now. They're teenagers. <laughs> they can make ramen noodle <laughs> really well. So put the case of ramens out on the table. Pretty Dinner. Much. <laughs> they're good. I'll be back in a week. <laughs> be, yeah, I'll be back in a week. You know what? Honestly, they might not miss me. I don't come downstairs. I rented a place in Mexico. I'll be back in a week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> That's pretty much. They won't even look at us in Mexico. They'll go do their own thing. So here's the here's your aunt's number if there's a fire <laughs> right you know something goofy like that all right yeah. so so let's uh real quick before we kind of get to before we get to the brick cave film festival let's recap um it's been a m over a month since we had a podcast that's exactly well yeah 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 so we had phoenix fan fusion in that time frame how did it go for you Went really well friday was really really slow and i kept thinking on friday i don't think i'm gonna do this again and then saturday and oddly sunday made up for it we struggled um, we had a, I'm trying to remember now because it's been a month. Um, we had a really, we had a, we had actually an atypical Friday. So our Friday or Thursday, I should say, our yeah, Thursday, Thursday was, was pretty fun, much yeah. as we expected, yeah, which true. was not a lot because it's looky loose. Yeah. Um, but our Friday, uh, really struggled oh, it was more than, Friday was painful. more than recent years. And then our Saturday our Saturday was okay. I felt like Saturday was typical Friday sales, like what I would normally have sold on Friday. Yeah, I, I would then, agree with that. And then normally I don't sell that well on Sunday, and I walked in and sold seven books within five minutes. I was nice. Like, uh, okay, I don't All know right. what just happened well, there. there you, go. But, you know, so that kind of made up for Friday. And so we did, in the end of the day, we did actually, we were down pretty significantly. We were down, it was the same number of books that we sold in 2012. So... We kind of, and I think we've talked about that before. Yeah. We've kind of decided that we're going to pu yeah, put a yeah. pause on that for a while. So, so, um, but it was our tenth year. We had a good weekend. It was a lot of fun. Was a lot of um, fun. Lots like of slower. It was a little bit slower, but that's okay. Yeah. You know, I think they're. I, I I will give them a lot of props. They've had a lot of things happen that were out of their control. <laughs> yes, they have. That they have had to deal with, <laughs> and I think that um, as an organization, they've kind of dealt with them about as good as you can deal with them. Um, so, you know, hats off to them for the response that they've given over the last couple of years. Um, but I think they're fighting a trend. I think there's a national trend for cons to struggle a little bit right now. And that's yeah, tough. I, I think if they keep pushing and they keep trying to improve, I think they'll do really well. I mean, I broke even. I sold exactly what I sold last year. 
Yeah. Um, which was fine. And actually, I wasn't going to, I, like I said, Friday, I kept thinking, maybe I'll do this again because it's a long weekend. Right, and it's right. a lot. And, and then I broke even and I was like, mm, crap, I guess I'm oh, up again next year. <laughs> you and know, now I'm stuck. <laughs> doing it again. And so, yeah. So, but. So, um, our guest, <laughs> and I'll transition very lightly into, uh, into our guest. Our guest today, uh, Jonathan Skinner, is actually running uh, the upcoming Brit K Film Festival. Which uh, I think we're going to announce tonight is there's a oh, change, yeah. big change on that. We originally had it scheduled for October 26th, and um, uh, we got kind of double booked out of our venue. So uh, we're actually now going to be December 7th, if yep. that's right. December right? 7th, yep. Okay. Big change. So, yeah. So um, we're excited because it gives more people more time to make films, and we're going to extend the deadlines and obviously all that, yeah. but I'll let you talk to that a little bit. So. How'd you get involved in the Brick K Film <laughs> Festival there, Jonathan? Oh, I got lassoed in. I uh, Actually, I won a Penny Marshall Lookalike contest. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. That's fantastic. Because you look nothing like Penny Marshall. Well, yeah, neither do yeah. I. Funny <laughs> how that works. <laughs> hey, you have red hair? Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to Google Penny Marshall after this. Well, well you are. Shirley? He has no clue who Penny no. Marshall was. You have no clue? Oh, he's 12 years old. <laughs> okay, yeah. He's 12 years like, old. Come on. <laughs> he's 12 years old. I saw a picture in Even the documentary. Hmm. Okay, so League of Her Own. She yeah, League of Her Own would be it. the only thing that she I know. You know. No, no, really? Nothing? Nothing? Wow. nothing? No, nothing. Okay, I'm going to have to Google it while he's talking and yeah. just show him a picture. <laughs> yeah. I'll let Jen. Jen is now Googling Penny Marshall <laughs> yes. to show Johnny what Penny Marshall looks <laughs> like. So um, talk a little bit about the festival, how the festival is comprised, like what, how it works. Uh, so it's a very uh, unique film festival. I personally haven't seen any like this before. There may have been uh, some, but it's more along the lines of a challenge. So it's um, authors, Brick Cave authors. We've got three short stories. Um, and the authors, I'm sorry, filmmakers are using those scripts. Well, they're not scripts. They're short stories. They're using those short stories to come up with their own scripts. Um, and it's... Uh, you, they're creative. The the really like a ton of creative freedom. There's there's really no limits. The only rule that we've set is that it's somehow creatively connected to the story. So literally, it does not have to be word for word like that story. You could no, and in fact, it can be one word. Okay, <laughs> if it's the right word. <laughs> uh, really, that's um, something that gets um, looked at in the judging stage. Um, you know, we're gonna be able to tell. Um, you know, people got to put the credits up there and and. Um, based loosely on a short story, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah based so loosely, yeah. It'll be obvious that it's in a, an attempt to do that. But I mean, really, where the fun comes in is that you know, the the more creative you are in that connection, um, the more likely you are to. Well, at least win the creatively connected award. One of the awards we have is um, is based just on that. Um, so you know, part of me is a little jealous that I'm in the spot I am now <laughs> because honestly, uh, the the room that's there and the idea here I think is uh, um, is really cool. Like there's uh, it's um, uh, yeah, it's something that I would love to do, Bob. So, <laughs> <laughs> why did you make me work it? Yeah, why are you making me run it instead of filming it and putting a film in it? So you have um, just to kind of tell people a little bit about your background. You actually have created uh, two films, right? Uh, I've created a few more than that. Um, there have been a, t uh, a 
think I want to say three films that I've directed. Okay. Um, that had you know stuff that wasn't just comedy stuff on you know, YouTube and whatnot. Uh, one of them was some of its parts, which, which uh, you know about. is going to debut probably yep. at the Brick Cave Film Festival. Through what? How many five years after it's been made? Yeah. Well, it's one know. of those. It's one of those in the vault things, <laughs> right? We've been saving it for you. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it, it actually. Um, some of its parts, and we'll kind of talk real quick about that. Some of its parts was a film uh, based on a story by J.A. Junta, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So talk a little bit about that process, how how you saw that story and decided, hey, I want to make a visual for that story. Hmm. <laughs> you stumped him. All right. <laughs> Wanna look at so, Jen, <laughs> why don't we show him the picture of Penny Marshall now? Well, at least I left you a pause where you can cut real nice. <laughs> uh, I, okay, uh, so process for that. Uh, I remember laying in my bed with the script, and I went down uh, line by line or paragraph by paragraph, and I drew uh, small uh, storyboard uh, graphics uh, in all the key moments. I would go through and I would find, um, you know, I would look for the things that gave me that um, that vision, and then I would draw a little picture. And I would comb through, and I would do the next thing, and then I would go back over, you know. And at some point, you see, okay, this is here, and this is there. So, you know, how do you connect those? So, is this a script um, you had, or a script? Okay, is this a script you wrote? Or nope. No, uh, J. A. Junta, uh, <laughs> he wrote the script. Okay. He's a Brick Cave author. Oh, okay. He's right. actually also got a short story. In the Brick Cave Film nice. Festival, uh, Bloodlines, right? Yep, Bloodlines. Yeah, which is a very interesting story. Uh, you can download it right now, by the way, and I recommend it because it's uh, it's a very interesting story. And they're all free, right? I mean, the stories you can oh yeah. download all the stories for free. And they're all free. Uh, links are on the film free uh, film freeway Brick Cave uh, Festival. All right, let's start that <laughs> <up>. <laughs> He needs more of his coffee. I'm yeah. totally <laughs> not <laughs> editing that out, by the way. That is staying in. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Filmfreeway.com slash Brick Cave Film Festival. That's a lot of mouthful, huh? That is a We should probably work on a better name. Wanna, maybe make it an anagram. You know, yeah, BCFF or, or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm filled with doubt. Is it the Brick Cave Film Festival or is it this Brick Cave <laughs> Film Festival? <laughs> existential dread. That's the you have till December. That's what <laughs> every filmmaker <laughs> has to deal with is existential dread. Right. <laughs> so, um, so there are three stories, right? Sorry, I didn't mean to wait till you were drinking. <laughs> yeah, geez, let me sip my coffee. Sorry, man. Sorry, sorry. Yes, there are three stories. Uh, there are four categories. So three of those categories are story categories. And the last one, we have an open sci-fi and fantasy category. So anybody, basically, if you've shot a short and yes. you want to submit it, you can put it in that fourth category. Yep, three to ten minutes, sci-fi or fantasy, uh, throw them at us. And you've got... Three or four so far, right? That have come in. Mm -hmm. Is I was that gonna ask how many have had yeah. any answers yet. So um, <laughs> our original deadline was what? Uh, uh, July thirty first. Okay, and I, I'm not gonna ask what the new deadline will be because you and I haven't talked about it, so we don't really know Correct. what that's gonna be yet. But we'll probably do the. I'm assuming that we'll do the regular, the late, and then uh, pay us more money. Deadline. <laughs> Yes. You so totally just blew it. <laughs> right? <laughs> pay us a little money, pay us a medium money. And yeah, just through pay the nose if you really want to be shown. So, But um, we are at the Nile, right? Yes. 
which the is world famous uh, Nile. the world famous Nile Theater, which is historic in downtown Mesa, right? That's right. Do you know anything about it? You know, there's a movie about it. I did not know that. There is. I didn't. Uh huh. There's a movie about the history of the Nile in relation to um, its past owners. Hmm. It's a really good. It's and a really it's a good feature length. Yeah, wow. it's feature length. I, I'll actually. Um, I'll see if I can look it up, and I'll throw a link to it in the description of this show. Oh, perfect. So, anyway, so yeah, so we're doing that. What else are we doing? What else are we doing? For the film festival? Yeah. What's day of? Yeah, what's happening on the you day point of? Point this question. <laughs> so, what other activities are occurring? Oh, why didn't you just say so? <laughs> uh, we're going to have uh, the 101. I think it's the 101 a Gallery, Cologne which is Gallery. located immediately next door. Yeah, right next door. It's on the corner. Um, we're going to have filmmaker panels here. Um, we've got a couple different ideas for panels lined up. Nothing solid just yet. Uh, I know we had talked about doing like a um, one towards filmmakers uh, about uh, geared towards, um, what was it? Do you remember? Do I remember? No, actually I don't. Um, I know what you're. I know the conversation that we had, okay. but I don't remember. Um, we had talked about, we had talked about having some uh, sort of creator type panels where filmmakers would be able to talk about um, creating their short films and then the process of creating film. Right. Um, I know we've talked to some local industry professionals, and we're gonna have. A, we are gonna have at least one panel that that is. The process of getting your uh, story sold, and I mean, that's something I yeah. would like for someone like me. That's Basically, I yeah. I mean, you know, we want Jen to attend, <laughs> so you know, we'll have some professionals there that'll talk about the process of selling your your yeah. short or your story, um, and they may even hear pitches. Oh, see, so that would be really cool. Too. So, yeah. um, kind of like we did. Um, so when we did the Cirque du Livre Writers <laughs> Conference. Um, we had some of there as well, and they heard pitches. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple of people that are uh, beyond the pitch stage, like they're sending manuscripts now. So we're kind of trying to keep tabs on that because, of course, I'd love to be able to promote that, hey, so-and-so bought so-and-so script or something like that. Yeah. So, um, so we're going to do some of that. We're going to do that. We're going to have we're, – we're actually taking over the entire Nile, so we're taking over the, the big, large upstairs room for the film festival and then mm -hmm. – um, and then the downstairs room, and uh, you know what we're doing down there. Yep, we're going to have vendor booths down there. So people will be able to kind of check out not just the filmmakers, but other industry-related industry booths and stuff sure. like that? Yeah. Okay. So what kind of, like, what, what would be down in the... Uh, it could be authors, could be uh, other filmmakers, could be, uh, you know, industry pros, could be businesses that want to cater to filmmakers, right, okay. could be... I mean, you know, there's a whole sort of plethora of, of stuff that could be down there, hmm. you know, especially small production companies like, well, like us, right? You know, looking for a place to kind of meet like-minded people. Great opportunity to do that. Um, you know, the great thing about, about that is there's a lot going on in Mesa. I mean, you know, right before that, so the month before, uh, actually, there'll be the Mesa Film Festival that's going to happen at the uh, convention center, and that's going to happen November 18th, 18th, 19th, right there where that weekend is right there. And that's going to be a, a pretty good size event. Um, and then, of course, prior to that, or right after that, uh, the weekend of Memorial or Veterans Day, 
is going to be the Mesa Music Festival. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on that, you know, hopefully will draw a lot of creatives to downtown Mesa uh, and, you know, us being a part of that. So, and then, of course, the fantastic uh, Mesa Book Festival that's going to happen the weekend after, on the 14th. Yeah, I need to talk to you. But I can't really, uh, (laughs) I can't, that's my other hat. So I can't really (laughs) talk about that in this, uh, in this setting. I should start an anthology podcast where I can talk about that stuff. But there you go. So, um, how do people get involved? Uh, filmmakers, you mean? Yes. Uh, so go to filmfreeway.com slash Brick Cave Film Festival. That is correct. That is, oh, there, is no the. there is no there is no the. Okay, thanks for letting me know. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> And uh, of course, all the details are there. And yeah, everything. so all the details are there. The links to the stories are there. Um, you're gonna find. Um, you're gonna find. Yeah, uh, we got prizes, uh, all sorts of cash uh, prizes. It's like three thousand dollars, right? Yeah, three thousand right? dollars. Um, over, I think there's uh, like eight prizes. I think eight different ones, maybe. Sounds ten. right. Eight or ten. Can't remember now. Yeah. Um, but. The uh, they are not exclusive, so there are opportunities to win multiple. And if you're really busy and clever, you can win all. Win it all. Run the table. Win it so, all. like, does the winner, like the big winner, do they get to have anything else produced or made? Or that's a great question. Actually, everyone who is uh, everyone who makes it to play inside the festival is. Um, material and you don't call me out on this bob so yeah i know where you're going so we actually kind of structured in november of last year we launched the brick cave patreon and the idea behind the brick cave patreon was it was going to be kind of like our pay channel you know so one of the elements of that was to give people access to the film festival films and to help the filmmakers make more money so we um as part of the film festival submission process Basically, there's a, a six-month period where you can, if you are a member of that Patreon, you can go in and watch all the finalist films. Oh, nice. And those filmmakers get a cut of the Patreon funds during that six months. Very cool. And then after that, it kind of just becomes the filmmaker's film. They can do whatever, do whatever they want they with want. it and okay. resubmit it to other <laughs> festivals or whatever. Um, but, you know, we wanted them to have that chance not just to win part of the cash right. prize, but really to kind of say, hey, you know, we, we've put forth some content for you to create the film from. We wanted you to have the best chance to at least get something out of it. Well, yeah, and it's nice, but as a creative, like, you, yeah, you want the money, but you also want to be seen. You want right. people to see you or right. read you or watch you or whatever. And that, of course, yes. helps us because yeah. then it builds the channel and, you right. know, so on and so forth. So it, it, it helps everybody. It's kind of a, you know, a universal effort. So. Okay. Um, and it's kind of like a mini distribution deal. A little bit. Like it a is a little bit. Yeah. Kind of like a toe in the water, and uh, you know, it's obviously it's not Disney Plus, but you <laughs> know, you, not yet. You, you do with what you can, right? Uh, but it's cheaper than Disney Plus to be a part of the Brickade Patreon. Oh, yeah. I just want to let you know there are five, five levels, five levels, uh, starting at one dollar a month. So you can be a Brickade fan for oh one dollar a month. Eat your heart Patreon. out. Patreon.com/slash/BrickadeMedia. Just so you know. <laughs> um, Cool. So yeah. So you know, I would say um, look forward to you're gonna you're gonna be shooting up some other stuff, right? I mean, you've got you've got some ace in the hole in other Brick Cave talent that you're gonna be working with, right? 
talking about Brent? I am. Oh. I'm sorry. It's Brick. Brick. Oh, man. <laughs> it's been a while since I heard that one. <laughs> yeah, Brick Almighty. Yes. Uh, yeah, long time Brick Cave uh, personality. Yeah, I, guess. I would say uh, personality. Good, yeah, good absolutely. Way to say it. Yeah. Talent. He hosted the. Uh, 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 he co-hosted uh, the original Cave podcast. Boatcast. He hosted the universe. Oh yeah, the we've universe. been ever since Sacrifice. He was he was in the Sacrifice movie that we made, the giant monster movie oh, that we yeah. made. So I'll have Rick. to get him in here. You'll like him. He's a lot of fun. Yeah, so he's going to be helping us out and uh, possibly doing some appearances and doing some promotional work. So uh, Jen, mm-hmm. what's your favorite movie that came from a book? Um, actually, it's not a movie. I'm really enjoying Handmaid's Tale right now. And in oh. fact, I started watching the show before I started reading the book. And the show in, encouraged it. The book is not something I would typically read. Right. Margaret Atwood is an amazing author, but she's way too prolific for me. Like I she's got a, she's doing a follow up to that, right? I, I hope so. Is what I heard. I, I, I really heard hope so. But the show inspired me to read the book, and it is that both of them are phenomenal. I mean, just phenomenal. I mean, I, I can't. I, like every night, I'm like, okay, honey, I'm gonna go upstairs and read because I'm just—it's <laughs> just really that good. Right, the whole idea right. of it, and I think a lot of it has to do with some of the stuff that's happening in the world right now that I find it so interesting. But um, connected. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of connection to it, and yeah, it's um, so right now. I think that's my favorite. I just think I like. I am really digging on Good Omens, mm-hmm. by the way. Good Omens was fantastic. It really I, was. I yeah, no, they did a fantastic yeah, job I, with it. That was the Neil Gaiman thing that he did and with Terry uh, Pratchett. Terry Pratchett. Yeah. And then they just put it out on Amazon. So good, yeah. And, uh, oh, but did you see that the, the, the Christian organization that yeah. asked Netflix <laughs> to stop streaming it? And Netflix yes. was like, sure, okay. why not? It's not even ours. We don't own it. But, yeah, they... It was really good, and I think a lot of it has to do with the actors and that too. They just really brought those characters. Well, to it's life. you know, th- and that's what you see. Like you get, you start with good writing, you add good talent, and, and you, you get, get a, fantastic a fantastic product, right? You so do, yeah, yeah. So um, one of the things I know that we are encouraging is the filmmakers to like let us know what they're doing, right? Oh yeah, and, and I forgot to mention earlier we have uh, a Facebook page, Brick Cave Film Festival. Um, we're doing social media out of there. I mean, I don't know what else to do out of there, but <laughs> social media is <laughs> one of them. Um, yeah, anyone that downloads the stories and starts uh, a production on any of those things, you know, send us photos. Uh, start as early as you want. We'll get those things out there. We want to help out the filmmakers uh, at the same time, and we want to, you know, promote what's going on, and, and maybe we'll give some other people some ideas as to what how they want to do it, and yeah, because, yeah. I mean, that just helps everybody, right? That's, yeah. That's universal. So, all right. So, let's um, let's talk about some things that are coming up because we're 23 minutes in now. So, good job, everybody. <laughs> Compelling radio <laughs> right here. Compelling we have radio. babbled for 23 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, once you cut out all the stuff I missed up, you're going to be down <laughs> to three minutes. Totally not cutting any of that out. It's all entertainment, son. All right. So, uh, this weekend is the Roadside Book Festival. That's happening in Taylor, Arizona. Uh, I will be up there. You will be in Mexico. I will be in Mexico. Enjoying Mexico. Delicious. Immensely. <laughs> Ignoring life. <laughs> Ignoring life. So um, that is a fundraiser for the Great Spirit Animal Sanctuary. So there Very is, uh, actually, on a personal level, it's somebody that I've known for 20, gosh, almost 25 years. And um, I actually actually work for that person when I worked at MCI. Wow. And his life, his life dream was to open a sanctuary. 
And he finally retired, and he's like, I'm doing it. So he got a piece of land up in Taylor, Arizona, and uh, he's opened a sanctuary. So they've mm-hmm. they've uh, adopted some horses, and they've got some uh, pig and some goats so far. And <laughs> and uh, so I was like, hey, how can I help? And he's like, well, what do you know about pigs and goats and horses? <laughs> and I said, nothing, but I can sell books. So, um, hence the Roadside Book Festival was born. That's so. a really great idea. It is. And I, I hope that it really helps the animals. I, I can lend you a horse and a bone. <laughs> <laughs> so, I bought um, 200 pounds of salt. I bought four 50-pound salt licks. Did you? Yeah. Nice. I'm going to take those up there. And we're going to buy yeah, a bunch they of... Love, well, it helps them during the summer to drink. Because yeah. horses can... For some reason, they don't want to always drink. So, it gives encourages them. Yeah, so we're taking those up. Um, tomorrow we're going over to Winco. We're going to buy a crap ton of carrots and, Love that. and fruit. They like watermelon, too. That's what I was watermelon told. Watermelon was a big mm-hmm. fan thing. So we're going to take some watermelon up there and mm-hmm. and just have a good day. I'm almost more excited about uh, I'm almost more excited about seeing the animals than I am about selling books, which... Yeah. Take apples, too. They like apples. Yes. Horses love apples. Green it's actually kind of fun to watch them eat. They like green apples. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to have a whole bunch of stuff that we're taking up there. Um, Sharon Skinner will be up there. Uh, Bruce Davis will be up there. Uh, Patty Hellstranch is going. I'm trying to think of who registered. Uh, Duncan's Books and More is going. And, um, God, Sherry, I want to say Sherry Euclid. I can't remember for sure, is going. Uh, anyway, there's so there's about 10 or 12. You know that are going well that are going to set up shop for the great, day. Yeah. I think that's a great start. Um, it's a great facility, great piece of land. How so far is Taylor from here? It's about three hours, two hours. Okay. Stop by Snowflake. 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 Yeah. Okay. So about two, between two and three, I think. Not too bad. No, it'll be fine. We're gonna drive up Friday night, so and then come back Saturday night, so it'll be fun. So get Bob on a horse. And no, I'm not getting <laughs> on a horse. The, actually, the horses can't be ridden. They can't be ridden. Okay. No. So they're all the pastures. Now. So um, we'll just take a lot of selfies. Apparently, there are two of them that love selfies. They recognize cameras. <laughs> and when they <laughs> see the camera, they, like, come over and they get right next to you like they want to take the selfie. And that's actually my profile picture right now is one of the horses. My daughter pulls out her phone and her horse comes up and is like, hello. What you got there? <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> all right. All right. So anyway, so um, – Anything else going on for you this summer? I've got to finish a book that was supposed to be done a week ago, and then three weeks later, and it's not going to be done either of those times because I'm really bad right now. Well, it's summer. It's just not, it's yeah, the kids hot, are very and you don't want to do anything. The kids are annoying. Right, and, I, and I, that distracts and I need, everything. Like I sit down and I start to write, and then half an hour later, mom, and I'm like, okay, there went right. that. So right when just, you get into you know, the, yeah. you start to get in the groove. It takes a while yeah. to get into it and to start really letting your brain process. Right. And yeah, Sounds like so. a problem for ramen. Just throw a bag of ramen <laughs> at him. Here, go I'm eat. writing. <laughs> I'm writing. Go eat. Yeah, and I don't have a door on my office, so I can't exactly lock them out. So <laughs> I guess I could lock them in their bedrooms. But All right, that's another podcast for another time. <laughs> Things to do with your, with your kids, kids that might get you in trouble with CPS. Um, you know what? We've already blown away our time, so I might as well just <laughs> talk about uh, so I did want to talk about Barnes & Noble because this uh, last couple of weeks has been an interesting couple of weeks in the book industry. Um, Barnes & Noble has, a f- at least as far as we know right now, they've sold uh, to a group of investors based mm-hmm. out of the United okay, Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, they are actually a, a holding company, so to speak, and they actually already own a chain 
of bookstores in England called Waterstones. Water, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Okay, so Waterstone is what they so, are. So uh, I know a lot of people had been lamenting their demise, um, and I don't think that's the case. I mean, I think if you look at what this, this organization has done with Waterstones, they've managed to turn it around. It's actually a very successful book chain right now, um, in part because they've empowered the local owners of each store to do more and reflect their local community more. So that's, I think that's what, <coughs> in my opinion, that's what Barnes & Noble is missing is if you are with a small press or with an in, or an indie, you just can't get in. You, you, they don't want you. You can, go on their you can go online, but getting into their bookstore is almost nearly impossible. So, and that's, I think, that's, I think, why I think this is actually a good okay. change in the long run. Because um, we did a tour last fall that was... 90% Barnes and Noble, mm -hmm. um, and they were wonderful to us. Like every store was fantastic to us. I, I you know, yeah. we were able to set up readings in every store. And I think that if the stores are given that empowerment and they're given that opportunity to do more of that, that you're going to see a much more engaged community. Yeah. Um, I've, I, you know, I, I know I put it on my Facebook, so you can scroll through my Facebook and find it. I posted about it, but I. I have honestly had more success uh, as a book publisher working with Barnes & Noble than I have with indies. And, mm. um, you know, there are some indies that have been very, very good to us, some indies that have been with us from the very beginning right. that have supported us. But, you know, the indies are no different than than a Barnes & Noble. They're trying to pay their payroll. They're trying to pay the bills. They're and trying the to... books don't sell, they don't... Right, and if they can't, if they can't see the sales, you know... They just can't take that risk, and even more so for an indie because of the fact that they're an indie. Right. They don't have 500 other locations to make up the difference. So, you know, I think um, I think that you'll see, I hope that you'll see more empowerment to the local level for nice. the store yeah. managers to be able to engage more and reflect their local audience more. Man, they have so much opportunity. You know, they're collecting data every day about what ebooks sell for them, and they have print on demand, so they could be turning around their top 10 sellers into the stores in a matter of days. You know, literally, you could, you could pull your chart, your top 10 selling chart, print on demand enough for, you know, the stores and, the, and even the locations. Even just 50, you know. Right, or, you even know, just 50. You could turn around whatever, and get yeah. those books into the stores and get them on shelves and brand them as this is what people are reading online. Yeah. You know, and it's the, it's really a huge advantage over what they have over Amazon right now. And Amazon knows it, which is why Amazon is opening the stores, mm -hmm. because they want to do that same thing. That's what the stores are, the right. four-star stores. They're the, yeah, they're the... Everything that's selling online, it's like, hey, why why wait for it to be shipped? Just walk into the store and right. get it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that, well, I mean, the whole point you know of Amazon for me is I don't have to go to the store, so... <laughs> but that's the thing, right? You know, even, even with Prime, next day, you're yeah. like... Oh, I don't know if I want to wait a whole day. Yeah. Oh, full circle. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Really it is. It's totally full circle. <laughs> but what they did, and that's that's how Amazon has been successful, right? So Amazon's been successful the same way that Sears was successful 100 years before them. They just basically ran everybody else into the ground. And then after they've run everybody else into the ground, they started doing what everybody else was doing right. because there was nobody <laughs> to compete with them. And that's what you're seeing. I mean, Amazon's starting to open more and more retail because they – 
They can. There's nobody to compete well, with. We've got a lot of product. <laughs> you know, why not? <laughs> right. You know, and they know what people are buying. Right. So they know what to put in their store mm-hmm. because they know what people are going to buy. So well, half of that stuff they've already uh, dealt with getting it into the area right. because it's f- being fulfilled. Exactly. Well, right, because exactly. you get, you know, you order something and it's there the next day. It didn't come from California. It came from And Arizona. that's Barnes & Noble's yeah. biggest advantage is they've already got a network of stores all through the country. And, and with their digital presence, they know what ebooks people are buying. Mm-hmm. They know what people are ordering online. There should be, you walk into Barnes & Noble, you should see the top 10 online sellers right there. You should. Yeah, I agree. You know, where you can, here's the most popular ebooks in paperback format. Hey, don't read on an ebook. You don't own yeah. a Nook or you a Kindle. Here. Saw this on the store these, on ebook. You, know, you yeah. want it? Here it is in a hardback. Right. I mean, you know, it's easy breezy to do yeah. that. And with your own print on demand infrastructure, it's not like you're buying it. Anyway, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, I actually think it's going to be a good thing in the long term. I hope that they embrace some of those some of those concepts. And so do you think there'll be a pretty big lull while they're transitioning over? Uh, that's what I'm afraid of. See, we're yeah. we're about to schedule our fall tour now, like next week, after the fourth. And um, I have a fear. My fear okay. is that everybody's going to kind of be frozen up until they start getting direction on what the future holds. So, um, but we'll know because we're going to start making the phone calls. So, you know, we'll see what we'll see what happens. I'm optimistic because everybody we dealt with last year was fantastic. They were accommodating, they were helpful, and we sold a lot of books, so that's what I'm hoping for. All right, so thank you again for listening to this edition of the Brickade Podcast. Anytime you'd like to hear us, please join us online at BrickadePodcast.com. Our Patreon supporters, eventually, someday, will get extra benefits (laughs) and episodes and other great advantages such as free books. Details are on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash media. Thank you again, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Jen, for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Johnny, for being here. Thanks for having me. You guys have a great day, and we'll drop in again soon.